everybody to AEW Dynamite Download, your home for all positive coverage on All Elite Wrestling. You got your boy Crayfish here getting Cray Cray up in this. You got SPD representing on the West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, anybody in between. Thank you for joining us for episode 35. SPD, let's throw up those match results because AEW Dynamite had some tape segments tonight jam-packed as always they cram so much into dynamite and what a blessing it is they're going to get a second show because i feel like they're going to be able to space some of this out let it breathe but brother you and i feel like we can barely catch our breath right now so let's get into it throw those match cards that, that it match is a, you're you're not kidding man i mean with the you can tell the difference between a tape show and a live show and you know they both have pros and cons to each one of them for sure but like the amount of pure promos and segments and amount of just pure talent that we saw here was just amazing. Uh, it was just outstanding show from top to bottom. I mean, we started with the bang and kept the momentum rowing going. You know, it was a rare occasion. You know, we saw it a few weeks ago, but we did see two women's matches on the card tonight. A lot of stipulations on both of them, a return of someone, a championship match setting it up. And then, you know, some uh, more feuds developing and ended with a bang and, did it ever, man? And whew, it's a it's a hot show for sure, to say the least. No doubt, no doubt about it. And SPD, I know um, the way that this dynamite started off, you had to be grinning ear to ear. You know, dating back from when we first saw Matt Seidel um, make his way into AEW, you were taken back by him. I mean, I, I've been a fan of Evan Bourne from from his previous life, um, but I think that he's bringing now that he's got that veteran. Um, all that experience under his belt, I think that he's really coming into his own and he realizes he doesn't just need to be a high flyer. Matt Seidel has a lot of ability beyond just being able to do flips, being an acrobat in the ring. He's actually a very smart wrestler. and I think that the, the, his path has got him to a place where he can go toe-to-toe with a vet like Christian Cage, a man who has really been at the top of the mountain um, and, and hold his own. I thought that Matt Seidel versus Christian Cage was a great way to start this show. Obviously, you know, our, our lead writer booking by <laughs> Bonds, he's going to be geeking out to talk about the post-match antics of this one because he's such a Team Taz mark. He's such a Team Taz fanboy. But the actual, the, the actual match itself was a real showcase for two industry veterans who yeah, really, I, felt got, I feel like it was really well fought. Um, Christian kind of showed, as JR pointed out, showed a little bit of uh, – little bit of heel tendencies in tonight's match showed a little extra aggression showed a little extra 
you know, tenacity, a little bit of a fire in his belly in this one. I think that Christian certainly came into this one with a lot to prove. You know, people are challenging him. That mo- that moniker has people. I think some of the vets in the back <laughs> ha- has has people uh, has a little rubbing them the wrong way. That's a good and point. He, he came out here tonight, really looking, leaning, using his size to his advantage, really leaning into some of his moves tonight, um, and almost played a bully role at certain points in this match versus Matt Seidel. I was I was surprised to see that out of Christian tonight, but it was a pleasant surprise. Um, what were some of your thoughts from this match, SPD? Because I know Matt Seidel has been a guy that you feel is underappreciated in the AEW landscape, one of the underrated signings. And when you talk about big signings. Christian has been the marquee one. So what was your Indeed. thoughts on this one? You know, first and foremost, it was um, always it's always great to hear Taz on commentary. He really adds another level of dynamic and hilarity and like really in-depth wrestling knowledge too. So I really like the way he, he explains moves and how he it was saying how Christian Cage is really working on the, you know, different moves, the back and different things like that. So I absolutely love it, man. Such a great dynamic to the matches. I wish he was on commentary the full, the full uh, two hours and show, but you know, um, this was, you know, I, like you said, two veterans really working each other, you know, great chemistry in the ring. You know, um, it wasn't, you know, let's say, uh, unfortunately it was a main event quality match, but it was a great way to open and a great story told throughout the show and a great story told, uh, after the match. You know, um, I really like that aspect where you're saying how Cage kind of has a target on his back and uh, by Team Taz for sure. No uh, doubt. That makes a lot of sense for that. But I do agree, man. Seidel is very underrated, underappreciated. Um, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he can work with, we saw with Kenny Omega, he can work with, you know, so many different styles. Really adaptable, really a chameleon worker. Um, I love that. But, you know, after the fact, you know, it's good to see that Ricky Starks is doing really well. You know, clearly, Go ahead, you know, man, give we, us we, the obligatory Ricky Starks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're absolute absolutely. crayfish, bro. You're absolute crayfish. I'm powerhouse, powerhouse SPD. I, I gotta, so. I gotta say, man, like Ricky Starks coming out and cutting that promo tonight was much needed. There was so much speculation on how long Ricky Starks would be on the shelf. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people who were kind of worried about, you know, anytime you hear neck injury in, in professional yep. wrestling, that, that that opens up your eyes and gets you worried. And 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 Ricky Starks is one of those guys, man. His star power is such a a breath of fresh air every time he's Indeed. on, on Indeed. the screen. The dude just oozes star star power. Um, and what a promo he Cheers, cut. Son. Um, that Team Taz beatdown that they gave was something else, oh. huh? I mean, that post match. Um, they really sent the message to. I feel like all of AW. I mean, we've we've been talking about this for a while, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, is Team Taz going to fall apart? What's what's going to happen to them? And all right. these things. And and with Ricky Starks' neck injury, it was almost okay. This this group's falling. This group's breaking apart. It's it's just going to happen. Um, yeah. After this type of post match beatdown that they gave, with how strong they look and how infe- how smooth they look together a polished this crew look you would have never guessed that they were had all this inner turmoil just a few weeks ago right i mean they looked like they are a well-polished well-oiled machine no they absolutely needed this you know at first when hangman came out and then started getting the upper hand and then when house hops uh you know flash uh cage i was like oh gosh is this going to turn into one of those like laughing stocks of team taz and then it, it ended great you know because you have Brian Cage standing tall once again, and I think that was perfectly booked um, to really expand that. And I absolutely loved 
when the Dark Order blocked, or no, that was for the Ethan Page, the other one. But uh, when when he handed him the drink and came out, um, yeah, when Hangman uh, came out and yeah. and and handed handed Ricky Starks his drink, hold hold my beer, but it was bourbon this time around. Hold my yeah. whiskey. He goes in there and he basically like was playing the save, and it didn't it didn't work out that way for him, did it? I mean, it, it certainly no, and it's a good setup for yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Good setup for coming up. Yeah. And uh, I think Ricky Starks, as we talked about before, how, you know, Stone Cold and Angle were, were injured, but they were featured because and they, when they were featured, it was pure gold and they didn't have to yep. be in the ring. And this is going to be a perfect example for someone who has got it, has got it all in Ricky Starks. And for him to get more face time and more fans to either love or hate him, you're going to grow to love him no matter what, even if you do hate him, uh, more and more on the mic. You know, he's going to be outside of the, out of the ring recovering. And he's just going to yep. grow, maybe be more of the face of Team Taz. Maybe he'll start his own faction and be the leader of that until he could back. I think you could see that. He certainly coming. has. Sure. He certainly has leader vibes, right? I mean, like oh, for sure. You know, like especially when you look at the way that this team is constructed. Cage and and Hobbs are very much the type of guys who can who let who prefer to let their actions speak for themselves. Um, yep. You know, th those guys uh, uh, those guys are powerhouses and they're they're the machines. For, you know, for a reason, they just a wrecking crew. Um, so it's good to have a mouthpiece like Starks, and and, and 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 this could end up being one of those things that works for works out for their advantage, right? I mean, what better way to draw heat than to have a guy? constantly chirping and running his mouth off but not being able to get physical because he has a legitimate True. neck injury and True. then you know you don't want no baby face is going to want to touch starks because you know you then you're going to like oh man you're, you're going after a guy with a broken True. freaking neck it just it could work man this could really work if they lean into ricky starks playing up the neck injury playing playing to his strengths with you know him True. yapping using that mouth of his He's gold on the mic. I think that could be a really nice movement for, for Team Taz to kind of go down that path. Um, it was also really cool seeing Hook get physical again, man. I think that this young It was a multi seen him physical. Yeah, he, he threw a nice little T-bone suplex uh, in honor of his dad. Um, I, I feel like Hook is, is slowly – kind of emerging as a guy who uh, more and more people want to see a little bit uh see like those little peaks of physicality i love i love that kind of get that dirtbag cheek attack <laughs> this you know the sneak attacks in there here and there i really liked that vibe um and and the way that this one was laying was playing out throughout you know it really is setting the stage for the battle royal you know mm -hmm. christian cage christian cage clearly you know, came in when he first debuted. Christian Cage had his eyes on Kenny Omega. He made it very clear he wanted a title shot. You and I have talked about, you know, if you're going to book Kenny Omega's title reign, Christian could be one of those guys who could get a shot at Kenny and not lose anything True. if he were to lose to True. Kenny, right? He's such an established vet. So, you, you know, Christian has, Christian has to enter this battle royal as an odds-on favorite. But, mm -hmm. you know, you already, you know, we talked about Brian Cage beating the number one contender in Hangman Adam Page and doing so convincingly. Brian Cage right. has already had a long history of coming up big in these matches, you know, where he won, he won the chip, right? He won that big chip for a title shot in the ladder match. Um, you know, Brian Cage does come up big in these big moments. So I, I have a feeling, you know, Team Taz is starting to build their momentum going into the Battle Royal. Christian Cage is clearly emerging as a, as a, as a favorite. And Adam Page, if if he's entering this battle royal, this could be finally where we've all been saying, you know, he was the number one contender. He got knocked off his perk, his his perch as the top guy. <laughs> if he wins this one, 
there's no way around it. This guy is getting his title shot. So a lot of interesting storylines going into the Battle Royal. I think that that one's going to be one of those matches that AEW fans are going to get a treat. Double or nothing, this card is absolutely oh, stacked. I can't wait for us to do a Double or Nothing preview show next week because there's all a bunch of different stuff. We're going to do a preview show, talk a lot about this Friday Night Flights and Fights this Friday. Really some nice card predictions, so that's going to be some fun stuff, man. Is it ever a stacked card? Wow. And, you know, leading up to this announcement, this was the match I was looking forward to the most because I am all on the mic drop acclaim train, baby. Uh, thanks to you. Thanks to you, love bro. It. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, everything about them just exudes like star power. They are great chemistry together. They have a great dynamic, great look together. Uh, you know, the typical heel coming out, you know, throwing the low blows, the low jabs, and then using your potentially weapons to win on this. So I think his his intro casters mic drop in the beginning was just Ooh, so great tied into you know it, the it, cheap heat going against the wife yes oh man oh As man Bonds you're eating Bonds, that up Bonds put it really I mean that's a softball but I mean it was like <laughs> that was a layup and that is just that, like, that was right there and for a guy who's as creative and funny and just like n- not uh, not afraid to push the boundaries and kind of like give you those oh shit moments max caster you knew he was going to go in on that moment and he did and he hit it out of the park with that pre-match battle that rap caster is so creative and so funny i love his stuff and he and bowens have really emerged as a team that i feel like fans are chomping at the bit to see these guys week in and week out whether it's Mm -hmm. dark whether it's dynamite whether it's just following them on twitter Anytime you get an opportunity to like interact with these guys and see what they're they're capable of, they are constantly on point. And there's no wonder why everybody loves the acclaim. They are absolutely killing it. Um, you know, I was intrigued. You said it. You know, like they're all talk. Uh, they're all talk battle rap that they did th- th- earlier in the week. They dropped that um, early in the week. I love that too, man. I was digging that. Was that. Fire. I was really intrigued by how Moxley and Kingston were going to respond. You know, they had their the, Kingston and Mox had their little uh, rebuttal during in their uh, in their little promo where basically um, they downplayed the acclaim. They said, you know, Kingston was talking about how you know it's basically a rapper and his friend, uh, yeah. just kind of like discarding uh, Bowens a little bit, and um, it became very clear very early on, especially after that dig by Caster that this was going to be physical. This one was going to be one of those matches where, you know, that Kingston and Mox were going to let their their physicality do the talking for them. And boy, did they ever. I mean, Moxley was laying some stiff chops. I know you had to love that. Moxley yep. was laying some stiff chops in. Obviously, Kingston has kind of fallen into the Ricky Morton um, of this tag team where he's, he's the guy who's always getting beaten up during the matches. Right. He's always the guy who's kind of getting that, like, allowing the other team to build up their momentum, and then he'll make that hot tag to legitimately one of the top stars in the world. John the wild Moxley. thing, baby. The wild thing. <laughs> so um, I, I felt like that formula is starting to play out and it's working really well for them. Moxley is at the top mm-hmm. of his game. Um, yep. and, and clearly now they have emerged as the number one contenders for the tag team titles, and they're going to get that shot at double or nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, after beating the acclaimed, who have been you know in that top five for a long time, um, I can understand and and with how personal and how hot this rivalry between Moxley Kingston and the Elite has been, I think it makes a lot of sense to lean into that. Although 
if you're following Dax Dax on Twitter like I am, my man was said he's he's gonna quit now. He's quitting pro wrestling because he um because Moxley and Kingston have jumped FTR and got at the top of the line. FTR makes a great point. They've never got a rematch against the Bucks That's since true. they dropped the titles all those months ago. Um, and, and we as fans absolutely know that those guys delivered that FTR versus Young Bucks match was an absolute classic. Um, so I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of eyes on this match at Double or Nothing, not only from a fan base perspective, but from the locker room's perspective. You know, after what we saw later on in tonight's main event with the Varsity Blondes, you know, the way that the Bucks have been winning these matches, their cheap shots and things like that, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be chomping at the bit to see what happens in that title match and to want a shot for those tag title belts. The Acclaimed, even though they came up short in this match, they look great. I, feel, I feel like the Acclaimed have solidified themselves as a legitimate tag team who can and should get a title run down, down the line. Um, they have the charisma in the ring, um, in and outside of the ring. Um, they Like you talked about, SPD, they're very polished together. The way those mm-hmm. two work together seems just – very, very smooth. You've talked about it in the past. Bowens is that guy who's that powerhouse, a believable enforcer. Yep. Uh, and, and then you got Castro, who is the loudmouth. It really works well. You need man. that. It's, it's a nice pairing. You're absolutely right. And you saw that diamond diamond uh, very early on. And I was not on the acclaim train, and I'm totally on the acclaim train. You know, that double suplex crossbody off the top of the acclaimed, you know, uh, was great. You know, first suplex off the top, and then another one by Castro, then that crossbody. Props to the AEW camera team because that overhead angle of the turnbuckle is absolutely puts it a whole new perspective mm. of just like the hang time you can do. It was really great stuff. You know, Mox had some explosive offense in this as well, and just his his attitude and his body language is a lot of fun to watch. And so, you know, this is this was a, a match that really helped delivered and one I was really looking forward to, and I was happy with it. And the acclaimed. AW, the claimed have arrived, baby. Uh, speaking <laughs> of who else have arrived, another newcomer to the block, Ethan Page, man, and Scorpio Sky's new personas mm. are absolutely just killer. And, you know, Sky's great in amongst himself, but Page, he elevated anything we've ever seen of him to date because um, we have seen him cut him some promos, but when he started just getting intense in the face of the camera, wow. You know, wow. First first off, Sky says that he's step aside saying he's gonna put you down. And then Page's or Page's final line was that, you know, I will put the be the nail in your coffin, Darby mm, So this, great this line. combo feud was awesome, man. It was so some great. Ethan Page, props to him, man. I think promo of the night from uh, Ethan Page on that. I, I've been saying it, man. Um, you know, I, I, I know. like yeah. I, I really think that Ethan Page is is gonna emerge as a, a legitimate star in the landscape of AEW. I think this dude has everything. He checks all the boxes, right? I mean, I know that uh, Christian Cage is is really the marquee signing that AEW's had in 2021. But to me, I look at when you look at youth, um, you look at in ring ability. Cr- Ethan Page has the look. The dude looks absolutely chiseled, and he and he kind of rocks that kind of like flamboyant gear. Like he kind of <laughs> has like those shirts and stuff that are always sure. kind of funny to see. Um, yeah, he he oozes confidence. Um, and and when you, have a, when you have a promo like when you have promos like this, right, where it's not just you know, it's not just empty trash talk, right? It's not just like a guy who talks who like talks a big game, yep. has a big ego, but doesn't have legitimacy <laughs> behind ego. it. Yeah, like he actually 
he he has that intensity, that underlying that underlying intensity to him that really adds that extra oomph and puts him over the top. You know, I love what I saw between him and Scorpio Sky, but when you see the way that deliver that, I mean, Ethan literally took the mic, made Tony Schiavone leave, and and yeah. just dominated that segment. His 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 personality jumps through the screen. I really think that Ethan Page is a guy who is emerging as a legitimate star in this company. And, and can you imagine, yeah. I mean, obviously they've been investing in him. Um, you know, what they did, what, what he's done against Darby, throwing him down mm -hmm. that flight of stairs, oh, costing gosh. him that TNT title. Um, and now being put into a marquee moment where you get to put him against the former TNT champ and yeah. an icon sting. I mean, you really are in a situation where you could tell we're not alone in what we see in Ethan Page. You could tell T TK and, and <laughs> the, the the execs in the back, they recognize this EVPs. dude. EVPs. They, they recognize this dude. The EVPs see. EVP coming through. Whether it's, <laughs> whether it's the vlogs um, or, or his stuff that he's doing now on Dynamites with these promos, Ethan Page has it. So I've been calling it week in, week out. I'm, I'm, I really think that it's, it's only a matter of time before Ethan Page gets a, a big win or two under his belt and really people start to notice um, that, you know, Ethan Page is here to stay. Really big fan of where they're going with him. I'm intrigued what's going to happen in that match. I, I think that, you know, Darby's going to get – Darby and Sting are going to come out on top at double or nothing. Um, I don't know, man. I think you keep I, – I mean – that that's for our, our preview show. We'll Let's talk, talk more about that about down that. the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued that. to hear. I mean, intrigued to hear that you and I are on opposite sides. Um, especially I can't wait to talk to all you guys out there too. The preview show of everyone's picks. So we'll send out like a bingo card or something, and everyone, you know, fill out their picks, and we'll talk. You know, we could. You guys can send us your photos, and we'll we'll share them on the air too. So uh, yes, I can't wait to talk about this one. You know, it was fun at the Derby. This is where the Dark Order kind of blocked them at both ends. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. This could almost turn into like a lumberjack Dark Order out in the you know match or something like that. I don't know. Um, this this is uh, intertwining very well and coming together very well. So uh, I was happy with this. The the promo was unexpected. You know, it wasn't announced tonight, mm -hmm. um, and it was a home run for sure by far. And uh, now we're going to talk about, you know, the feud of AEW, the pinnacle and the inner circle. But first, we're going to talk about the pinnacle. And by the looks of it, it looks like most of the pinnacle members do like their steaks medium rare. They like a nice, they like a nice fine red wine. You know, if we saw a, a well done Warlo. steak, <laughs> Warlow definitely likes a nice fine red wine. My man <laughs> down the bottle. That was fantastic. Oh, gosh. This is maybe you know, not a as cut much to as the Sean point. Spears, though, because Sean Spears is ready to bust someone's face open for not getting yeah, an empty glass. glass yeah. And he was absolutely pissed. And I yeah. loved that Tully threw the money to the server like a mob boss. You know, it's like this should cover good, it like a big call. mob boss. It was like yep. so great. You know, you're a Sopranos the main, fan. You yeah, know. he's the main man of this group, right? I mean, right. Tully is the the like the legend, right? So the the four horsemen uh, icon, and to kind yeah. of throw that wad of cash at the waiter and tell him this will cover it. Go, yeah. you, know, take, you know, that was a really nice move. I liked that. You're right. Good call. It was a little, little thing that you caught. Caught. I really yep. liked that. And you know, of course, MJF. Could do no wrong. That guy is just pure gold. He is the drizzling. You know, he did call us the drizzling shits, which will never live down. No, but he is the drizzling. He is the the orange swirly, though. He is the drizzling orange swirly from his spray tan. But once again, just a, just a fire promo. Um, 
and you know Dax Cutting's cutting a mean promo as well. Like those two are, as we've said before, Dax, and he knows is the, Dax workman, is the horse, work horseman. He's the work the work horseman of the pinnacle. The That's work right. horseman of AEW. Yep. Dax is it. He yep. is the man. Period. And a great stash, might I say, and he likes his steak, medium rare. I like <laughs> what I like about Dax and what I like about what's happening with the pinnacle is obviously like MJF, dude, like that that dude, you could like if you threw a mad libs at MJF and told him he needed to cut a promo about like you know his peanut butter uh a fork and hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, MJF. <laughs> Yeah, cut a promo about this. And a stamp. red sharpie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could cut like a killer promo about whatever, right? Like he's just so good, right? But but because of that, you're also you can see the confidence is building in his team. You can tell like the opportunity to talk is is there now. Because you yep. you can put a guy like MJF to be the centerpiece of a promo segment, but then allow other guys in that segment to get True. time. And and as an FTR fan. I love seeing Dax emerging as a guy who mm-hmm. can cut a hell of a promo, man. Like we You're love right. what we're we love what we see him out of out of him in the ring. He is the workhorseman of the pinnacle, and that dude can throw a spine buster that would make Ann Arn Anderson blush. The guy is fantastic <laughs> at what he does, right? But but to see Dax kind of that no nonsense, like like old school like promo vibe that you get from a guy like Dax. Mm-hmm is really nice, man. I love what they're starting to do with him. And and I've always been FTR as a team. You can't ever – but you're starting to see Dax kind of emerging too as a guy like, wow, this guy has potential if they ever wanted to give him a little solo run. We've seen some of those great matches that he had with Jericho and Jungle Boy. Dax has it in him, dude. The Dax could do it. Um, I love what they're doing with – with this whole crew. And and I think that, you know, Sean Spears is another guy who's getting an opportunity in a segment yep. like this, you know, not cutting a traditional promo, not going out there in the middle of the ring and having to hold a microphone and right. carry a promo by himself, but showcasing his character, showcasing his edge, a guy who's at any, any moment could snap. You know, that's why he's the chairman. He's the guy who cracks. I'll always remember that, that chair shot to Cody. He's that guy. Yeah. It showcases a guy who's got that that razor thin trigger that will that at any moment the, the the chairman can strike. Like I like that. I like that where they're they're leaning into that. I think there's a lot of character work that are that's emerging in these segments beyond just a promo. And I love what they're doing with that. Now you juxtapose that against the inner circle, and and we've seen the same thing happen there too, SPD. I mean, talk about like obviously I know you are the champion, you are the goat, you love Jericho, and mm-hmm. he is he's I'm an a, inner circle a, he's guy. As, he's as inner good circle of a promo. squad, Sharonica. <laughs> <laughs> he's as good of a promo as it gets in wrestling. Now MJF, I loved some of his digs that he made at Jericho and his promo about how like you know like cracking himself up and the juvenile humor that Jericho likes to lean into, um, but. You, we've seen the inner circle really building stars, mm-hmm. right? And Jericho talked about that in his podcast. And you know, I know you you have pushed me more and more. I try to listen to Talk with Jericho now every time it comes out because it's such a must listen. Uh, Jericho yeah, talked about how the curtain. It's so great. The inner circle really is not just Jericho and his buddies. Yep. It's it's really legitimate stars all come together, right? Like Sammy Guevara, I, I think we're not alone when we see – this kid has 
some uh, super high ceiling, right? I mean, this guy, this guy could emerge as the star that breaks out of the inner circle who could become that top guy. Um, you, you see, I mean, like if you're a fan of Santana Ortiz, those guys, their work that they did back in impact TNA, those guys are pros. And what we've got to see out of Santana and Ortiz on their own with these, with Mike work. I mean, Santana is a guy who I think, is one of my fa- like just has the swagger. Oh, he just does he carries ever. himself like a badass dude. Does like, he ever? I, I love it. I love what we've seen out of these guys, and even a guy, even Jake Hager, man. You get to see tonight in that promo. He's Jake scary, cut a, man. Jake cut a hell of a promo tonight, right? He is. He's a one scary man for sure, and I, I love this promo, man. What I what I'm loving, like honestly, I think what I'm loving the most out of this inner circle turn is that all guys are getting to shine, you know, and and. Ortiz looks like such a badass. Santana looks like such a badass. Another team that you got me just in, you know, full blown on on the train of those because they the best. They the best. Proud and powerful. <laughs> so, but I, I, you know, some of the things, man. I love how they like pass the mic almost essentially, you know, and get their turn, get their turn. And Jericho's got that awesome smirk and body language. You could just see the wheels turning and what he's ready to do, and you know. His whole was it worth it promo? Was it worth mm. it? Was it worth it? Was mm. oh, was I honestly like I texted you guys. I was hoping they didn't accept this soon just so they can like start to like pluck them off, pluck them off, pluck them off one by one uh, and make Pinnacle agree to their terms versus them agreeing to the inner circles or you know, Pinnacle's terms. So, like, inner circle come back with a vengeance and just start you know, putting them away, putting them away, and then inner uh, Pinnacle having to force a match, you know, flipping the script essentially, uh, putting the ball back in the inner circle's courts. So, um, I loved it, man. How he said he's gonna dance all over your face and piss all over your grave, man. Oh, Jericho gosh. always is good for for those Mike lines. Dropped. Yeah, Jericho will all, always is good for a line or two that just will, you'll remember for the rest of the night. Um, you know, I, I feel like it, you know the way this is shaping up makes a lot of sense, yeah. though, man. Like they they won at blood and guts, and, um, and they did so in a very like underhanded, lousy way. I mean, MJF clearly. Emerged mm-hmm. as the the most detested guy in all of professional wrestling for a reason, um, but I, I like now it's very fitting. Double or oh, nothing, yeah. you know. Double or cool. nothing. All, the stakes can never be higher for the, the inner circle. If they win this match, it's you know even up one to one, and I think that like then you start to allow us to see what what happens next, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to see more of this the, these two going at it because. As they've made very clear tonight, I mean, the inner circle made it very, very clear. This is not just going to be about one one fight and we're done. This is not going to be just about Stadium Stampede, which is going to be fun to watch. I love, I love that we're going to get Stadium Stampede Part Two at Double or Nothing. That's going to be a great one. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I can't wait for that. And I think that, like, but they made it very clear, dude. Like, they made it clear, even even. If and when the inner circle wins this match at double or nothing, it's not over. It's not over. Like they we don't like, want it to be over. One of these Ever. teams is gonna one of these teams is going to have to fall apart in yep. order for this feud to be over. And I love how personal, how like how goal what that, that goal is. SPD, I think that you and I have been worrying about man, did they rush into blood and guts? And Jerry, you know, did they are they getting into too much too soon? They made it very clear tonight. Right. That there's a lot more down the road for us and for as fans. This is far from over. Good. 
Um, there's going to be a lot, lot more down the road between these two crews. And, and I love where that's going to lead to, man. We've talked about it time and again. Sign us up for some yeah. Santana Ortiz versus FTR. Sign us up for some MJF versus Sammy. We need to see some of these matchups in a one-on-one. You know, I, I love the gang warfare, but right. let's get let's get the teams one to one, and then, like you said, let's start moving those chess pieces, having those two go, two, two crews go against each other uh, in a different setting. I really think that there's a lot of meat on the bone for AEW to get at. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is just the – I hope it's just the the bread, not even the appetizer, of a 50-course <laughs> meal for that as well. But, a little bread and olive oil. And then, then move on to the steak down the road, the medium-rare yeah, steak, right? Yeah, absolutely. Talking about moving on to the like the, the, the just the appetizer before oh. we get to that main event, get, get to that steak dinner, baby. We're going to get into – we got to see Sheeta versus Rebel in, in a – Interesting match tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, knowing that this was the first and only time we got to see Sheeta in the ring p- leading up to her match against Britt. Yeah, it's surprising. How did that how did this hit for you, man? Well, it it did everything it needed to do. You know, I think Sheeta is better than what, what happened in this match, but it did everything it needed to do to provide a build for the uh, title match and for Britt to win the title. So um I thought <laughs> I thought Rebels shenanigans were absolutely hilarious. Always so I, I funny. She, you know, she's getting better and better. The little like dance she was doing and like the faking of the injury and then all everything she needed to do was perfect. And um and, and then mostly obviously it was just it was just the lead up to the to what happened after the match. And mm-hmm. it was a short segment. I'm glad they didn't milk this and put it on a you know picture in picture or anything like that. But having Britt stand tall with the title and then that awesome curb stomp on the title, which was A+. plus, That was fantastic. Um, fantastic way to lead and get us excited for Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I mean, like we won't go too far into Double or Nothing. This is the only women's match on there. And it's going to be the most important because it will be a title change in all of our opinions. Um, as of now, unless they throw something on the buy-in show. But this this told its story. It had its spot. It had some funny shenanigans, uh, but unfortunately, it didn't do any any good for Sheeta. It just made her look to me like a weaker opponent. When she, I know she's better than that. That image that you had up there on the screen is all that really mattered in this segment. That's what this was all about. True. Right? I'm not that, even talking about the match. We got to see the visual of Britt standing over the fallen champion with the belt in her hand. Um, and that's what it was all about. That's what this segment was. That's that was the the focal point of Reba Rebel versus Sheeta in this matchup. Right. That was what AEW was trying to accomplish. Yep. Um, you know, it's interesting because me, I'm like you know me, dude. I love me some DMD, and I and I well, I'm I'm as big of a mark for a Brit as it gets. Um, you don't say. But, but you put a wager on the line. You know, if she loses, I, you have to do a spray tan. I have to get a spray tan. I, that's how confident I am that she's going to win. Um, but all that's being said, I'm going to shock you here. I feel like AEW should have used this opportunity to 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 go the other way. Um, Britt has been firmly established as mm-hmm. a, the top contender. I mean, Britt, Britt has a huge following behind her. We know, you and I both know, we're not alone. 
the DMD bandwagon is is it's got it's miles deep now. There's people have been people are climbing on board to get on board the DMD Express. And she's through her pursuit of becoming number one contender has racked up W after W after mm -hmm. W. She's been on fire. Um, right. And she's had every opportunity, whether it's promos, whether it's matches, she's been featured plenty and she's mm -hmm. looked great. Plenty. Mm -hmm. I really feel like with Sheeta being so freak infrequently used on right. AW television, they should have leaned into really establishing her as a strong champ. Give her, give Sheeta the respect and the due that she deserves for, I agree. for all that she's done. And, it, leading into double or nothing, it would have been powerful to have Sheeta really come like a stat, like you know, triumphant at in this segment. I feel like it would have been like if fighting Brit and and she and Rebel off, right? Sure. You know, outsmarting them so that when when Brit wins and has that visual of holding the belt over the champ, it's a, it's a moment that again has that much more like, I guess importance to it because we as True. fans the last visual we had was Sheeta standing triumphant I, I think that yep. there's a lot of things that go into that I, I personally and I and it feels weird saying it because to me I you know Brit should be Brit is the top I, I honestly believe Brit is a top three star in the entire company regardless of of the division or whatever I think that Brit is as marketable and bankable yeah. of a star right. in the entire company segment after segment after segment but I think that they 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 needed to to lean into showcasing yeah. Sheeta in a more positive light leading into Double or Nothing. We have yeah. we've seen so little of our champ, and you've been talking about that SPD. I know that I'm preaching to the choir here, dude. Like you have been saying over and over again, where is our champion? Where is like the division needs to be represented by the champ? Where is she? And We're now five we months in, and I think she's what three and zero. Yeah, them. we finally had an opportunity to see Sheeta in the ring, and it just you know, yes, she won, but it just the visual at the end is Brit standing tall over her yeah. and, and stomping her face into the belt. You know, it's just like True. I don't know. I I I have more respect for Sheeta as an in-ring competitor than that. I think that she, even though we haven't had a chance to see her a lot, every time I see Sheeta in the ring, I think that she's you know, she's a, she's a fighting, she's got that warrior spirit. I love yeah. her striking. Um, I just think it would have been a nice touch to kind of reestablish Sheeta as the top, as the champ for a reason and, and have her look convincing and dominant heading into the double or nothing rather than looking this vulnerable. I don't know, especially if they're going to do what I hope they do. And that's, transition the belt over to Brit. They will. Know, so. They will. But, you know, like in the chat, you know, they're doing that Sheeta celebration next week for her longest title run, you know, so they're going to do it fresh, you know, two days before. Um, but, yes, I agree. I think it would have been keep the dominance running so you have a more shocking finish when the when the titles do change. Um, but it did tell the story. Um, it was a short segment. Um, unfortunate, but, you know, we'll, we'll get the high not note. A, not, even a, not even, a, yeah, not even unfortunate, right? Just maybe yeah. like an interesting decision, right? Because like it's not unfortunate. Like it went well. It it, it true. It's, you know, it it the visual again. I think that they're definitely testing the waters of Britt Baker, like how the crowd's going to react. Um, you know, and for those people who were there live at, at Double or Nothing or at, at Dynamite tonight, I have a feeling like you know there were some pops. 
you know, although like everybody loves Sheeta as champ, there were some cheers for Britt. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I want to see what the reaction will be at Double or Nothing in front of a jam packed uh, 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 you know crowd. Yeah. If She'll she's going to get the pop that I think she's gonna, she's going to get, we'll see. Well, speaking of pop, we need to pause for a uh, unsponsored sponsorship of Gillette Venus. So if anyone has any pubic hair they need to clean up, uh, you know, AEW has a nice sponsorship of Gillette Venus, and they they like to make you sure. <laughs> They're usually the last commercial before they come back to break. So oh, if, you guys all, if you guys missed that tonight, Gillette Venus, make sure you want to have a nice pubic hair line. So an AEW, what better, what better combo and sponsorship of that? <laughs> that's one of uh, our. That's one of our like that. That is like a, a staple on Dynamite now is the 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 Venus uh, pubic hair commercials. It's absolutely co- hilarious, and <laughs> it's such a shame that it just, it always seems to come. Uh, at the most inopportune times. Literally, you know, the, the last commercial before they come back. It's I know, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> they, they definitely are tapping in. They know that, like, wrestling fans, you, you guys got to get out there. You got to clean your pubic hair up. It's, it Gillette is beach Venus season. Is it is bikini season. <laughs> it is, you know, swimsuit season. Get those cleaned up, man. And I'm oh, sure, God. you know, speaking of oh. swimsuit season, we have EVP coming through. EVP coming through. Watch out. Watch out. EVP coming through. I love <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega is starting to live that up, you know, as we transition out of the uh, sponsorship that's not sponsoring <laughs> the show. Uh, this was a longer than expected segment, um, but I really told a fun story. Uh, <laughs> a ton of fun story, you know, trying to promote OC as the mascot of AEW. That was a funny <laughs> line. So this is a nice touch that they added because obviously OC was a little bit hurt and um, in all this. So it's making it more and more meaningful and more and more exciting to see OC kind of maybe stick it to Callis, maybe ringside or stick it to Kenny, you know, get his run. So another one of, another one of the many promos we saw tonight, including your, your buddy, the bastard pack, which I absolutely loved when he said, you'll find out what a fool gets when they bet against the bastard. Mm. You, you love just like, I love like, the pot, pot, the bastard could like say anything, and just the absolutely. way his de- he delivers it is just absolutely like intense. It just gives you the shivers, man. The guy is a badass. But this promo, which this segment between Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and Orange Cassidy, it literally had me laughing out loud at moments. You know, Kenny and Don You're Callis, right. the way they were leaning into like. The, we're gonna we gotta protect you, little. You know, as as the <laughs> as the executives, you know, and like you said, that line about. You know, being a mascot for AEW, mm-hmm. not not a not a champion like mm-hmm. that. That was a nice dig, uh, a very nice little dig. I thought was really funny, but I also like my favorite moment where Orange Cassidy just slowly, I mean, as slowly as possible, ripping that piece of paper in half. Yeah. <laughs> that literally got me to laugh out loud, man. I was loving that. That was so funny. Um, but I mean. When you think about it, SPD, I mean, I, they're not going to pivot away from this, right? Unless, unless Orange Cassidy is genuinely as, as injured as what we heard coming out of last week's show, right. um, you know, because Don Callis and Orange and and Kenny, the way that they phrased this contract was, you can get a title match against Kenny on your own at mm-hmm. any point down the road. Um, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting segment. Um, you know. Comedy aside, when you look at like and observe it, maybe it's in Orange Cassidy's best interest to let Pac and 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 Kenny go at it. Oh my gosh, talk about dream match! 
Yeah, brother, you know it. You yeah. know it. Um, to allow those guys to go head to head and then heal up, rest up, get better, and, and face Kenny down the road um, in a one on one title match. I don't know. I think that, that it, like the way that it was presented, yeah, removing the comedy aside was actually pretty interesting. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, right. You know, I think that this this triple threat match is gonna be, is going to be so good. I love that. Like. The dynamics that, like we've talked about, you know me. I love the right. intensity of the bastard. I love the ego and like really delivering to being the best bout machine mm -hmm. by Kenny. Um, and then the way that Orange Cassidy fits in this match, they're leaning into that. They're really leaning into him being like discarded, kind of overlooked by these other two competitors. Right. Um, and, and I like how he can fit into that matchup and kind of sneak in his offense and surprise these guys with what he can do. And, and, and you've talked about it, SPD, after the, the work that was done to establish Orange Cassidy as a top guy by Jericho oh, man, and that yeah. feud, for him to be to, to be overlooked going into this match by Pac and, and Kenny and then to come out emerging as a peer to the two top two guys in the world, it, it, that, that would go a long way in pushing – OC back on the in the front and center of our minds as a legitimate, you know, st superstar in the landscape of AEW. I think that would go that would be a really nice way to end that match. He's the guy who would get a huge rub if if he's given that chance to kind of look like an equal to those guys. And I think that, that that's the way they're going to go. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm very excited for the triple threat. I think it protects people and keeps it very interesting and Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first triple threat we've had, or what other triple threat has have we had before in AEW? If anyone knows in the chat, please let us know. But because um, I know they've kind of steered away from that, you know, we've had multi tag team matches, but I don't know if we've had a triple threat. But we can look into that. Um, yeah, I mean, it certainly stands out. It certainly stands out as like the. Well, it's been the first triple threat main a, event for a sure. Premier, you know, for the title. I mean, that's a yeah. big. This is a big stakes match and and i think that it, the way that they're playing into it man um you know when you combine these promos and you you look at the way that the build has gone um you know we had some questions on who was going to emerge as the clear-cut contender to kenny given that we think that this is going to be the year of the belt collector right this is going right. to be the year of the best bout machine this is a really nice way for aw to to, to lean into that um not having a clear-cut number one contender um, and still protecting all people involved, right? I think that, you know, there's going to be – I think that there's going to be more – leaving this match, there's going to be segments of the audience like me who are going to want to see Pac versus Kenny in a one-on-one -on -one environment, right? And, and Pac talked about it at length in his promo. I mean, he hit hard on how he's sick and tired <clears throat> of being overlooked and, ha and having opportunities taken away from him. You know, this is a guy who had that match yeah. won against Orange Cassidy, and then Kenny came in and got those cheap shots from behind in that match and, and really threw that match out. Pac versus Kenny is a match that I think the world would be blessed to see as far as work rate goes, intensity. Like, that is that would be a home run match on its own. Then there's going to be another segment of the audience that's going to want to see Orange Cassidy versus versus Kenny on a, in a one-on-one -on -one setting, right? You get it. Mm -hmm. Like I think that OC clearly has a, a huge following, um, hilarious and great character work, but oftentimes goes is underappreciated and underrated 
from True. an in in ring perspective, the way and you and I talk a lot about how important of an art it is to sell. Yeah. And, and OC is a guy who his opponents always look so freaking good after their matches with him because the dude just the way that he takes offense and like when you juxtapose his chill like laid back vibe and then like you see him like finally getting fired up after like all the beating that he'll take it's right. a beautiful thing he can tell a lot of great stories in his matches um and just imagine Kenny Omega you know the guy who's famous for fighting a broom Going, uh, you know, and a, 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 a like a the guy like going against Orange Cassidy and having kind of almost treating it as a joke, and having like that aesthetic play out where Orange Cassidy yeah. scares Kenny, gets a couple close near falls, really pushes yeah. the the best guy on the planet. It would be I don't know I think there's a lot to like there going those two separate routes down the road. Yeah, very well said, man. Very well said. And I know this this next match, you have a lot to lot to lot to say. A little teaser for later in our show at the end for our top performer potentially. Mm. But you know, it was great to see Dee back. And you know, we saw, we got the fortunate to see her last match live back in February, mid February. It's real. And just watching the, her live was just so you know strategic, so methodical, so fast paced, and so like. You know she's she's small and velvet is small like in the ring like seeing like the scale of the ring what she can do with her size is really incredible you know she came out hot and just just the intensity is just showing how how much we missed her and how much of how valuable she is to the division and women's wrestling overall um it was it was really great high energy match you know all her holds were awesome you know i mm. like her her shirt about the thousand holds you know uh and at the end we almost saw like a mini heel turn in a way, you know, just just the brutal, the nonstop knee smashing, knee smashing, knee smashing to do almost whatever would it take, uh, whatever it was going to take to to put down Red Velvet, and um, Red Velvet's high spots are always fun to watch. You know, her being another small person who can really get some nice high spots. And Thunder Rosa talked about how high she is on Red Velvet um, when we interviewed her, but this was. Uh, one of the best we've seen deep and really like when you put her in the ring, like who could stop someone like that? I, I love, <laughs> I love Serena deep, dude. I, I, I like, I, I have the floor now. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time. You know, I, I know that she gets a lot of Dean Malenko comparisons and things like that because mm -hmm. she's such a technician, but I've been saying it for a long time. She reminds me of Bret Hart old school as a, as an old school wrestling fan. She reminds me a lot of Bret Hart. And it's not just because of the excellence of execution moniker it's because brett had those moments and even during his baby faces runs he had those moments mm -hmm. where he would like he would get nasty in matches he would he mm. would you know take down a guy's knee pad and really work over their knee he would do things like that that made you feel like this is a dude who wants desperately more than anything to win and, so. and that's what i see with serena deep this is a woman who approaches every match she's in with that intensity and that drive to win at all costs. And, and that's what I loved about, you know, the rumors about like, oh, her ring rust and things like that. Immediately she went after Red Velvet. And this match started, yeah, just immediately sure. went after her and wouldn't and and you said it. She showed an edge in this match. It was very clear, you know, Deeb doesn't lean into babyface or heel very often. She's just a, kind of that neutral character. She's she is who she is. She's the champ. She she takes on all comers. 
but she adapted in this match, mm-hmm. and it was very obvious that you know the crowd was behind the AEW homegrown, that AEW underdog, that scrappy baby face in Red Velvet. We've talked about it time yep. and again. You know, Thunder Rosa, the first person she talked about when we talked to her, Red Velvet is a baby face through and through that people want to get behind. She shows that fire in her belly, that right. never that never say die attitude that's so easy to get behind. So knowing that. Deeb played off that as played off that that natural aesthetic, played off the crowd cheering on Velvet, was more than happy to lean into that nastiness, that edge that she has in this match. And it came out through and through. Deeb was not here to play. She was here to remind everyone why she is the NWA women's champion, why she's beaten Riho, Thunder Rosa. She's you name it, Deeb has done it. And why she gets those those comparisons? I mean, again, I like there is no higher praise than you could heap on a technical wrestler than to say that they remind they remind you of Bret Hart. And, and I just think that when I look at Deeb and I see the way that she approaches professional wrestling and yeah. I see the way that she approaches each match, she has that. Yes, she's she's got that tech that technical side of her, but SPD. There is a there is something that you could really tell she's not going through the motions. It reminds me of when we talked about this very early on in Dynamite Download <clears throat> history. We had to see Deeb come out, and it just her matches are fought with an urgency right. and a purpose that is really refreshing. When you watch, a, there's so much pro wrestling out there, dude, and there mm-hmm. are so many matches where it feels like they're going through the motions, or they're they're working to the next spot, or they're just you know they like. There's none of that with Deeb. It feels like a fight with her. It feels like, like she's under. I, I love that about the way she approaches her matches. I am a huge Serena Deeb fan. I think that Serena Deeb, and you look at the landscape of, of women's wrestling and what AEW is able to present to us as fans. You know, they have come such a, a long way from yep. where they started, dude. And, and a, a, bi- a big part of that is because of their partnership with NWA. We have to give credit where credit is due. Between Mission Pro Wrestling, well, you know, we see NWA, they got that helped us get Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa then has brought in tons of talent from Mission Pro Wrestling. Serena Deeb has emerged as truly, I feel like, the the cornerstone, the the like the, 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 the real the talent. When you want to see someone go toe-to-toe and have a professional wrestling match, you throw them in the ring with Serena Deeb and they they Ooh. she will they will get tested. So I think that this division has come so far from the beginning, from where it's come, where it started. And Red Velvet is another great example of that story too. Someone who was known for last year a, a, a massive losing streak yeah. is now somebody who is a legitimate title contender. Somebody who has a, a major following in the in the the internet wrestling community, and someone mm-hmm. who has clearly established themselves as somebody that at any given point in time could could get a title shot and be a believable right. women's champion. So I love what they've done. They've built a lot of stars. This match was my favorite. I mean, to me, oh. without this was my favorite match of the night. These two delivered and then some. Um, you know, it was just like this is one of those matches where you, I want to go back and watch again. It, there were commercials in it and things like that. I want to catch the nuances of the performance, dude. The, some of those corkscrews to to the leg were absolutely brutal. I mean, the way that these two fought each other, so crisp, so smart. Um, without question, 
uh, one of my favorite matches in the women's division in the calendar year of 2021. Thought it was that good. Wow. That, yeah. that is a high praise from Crayfish himself for sure. And, you know, we're going to speak of being that good. We're going to talk about the factory being that good. You know, <clears throat> this was a, a short match, another one that just kind of led up and told a quick story to what's more the bigger picture of double or nothing. But I loved Cody coming out with the flag on his back and then go-go bringing his, his flag out. But, you know, we've said it before, and a go-go is a star. He's got – he talked about having it – and he's got it. And does he ever? The swagger, the look, the anger, uh, the dominance in the ring. But, you know, to give props where props are due. You know, Austin Gunn, he, his energy level was awesome. Yep. His, his, uh, no surprise you know, to anybody who watches Dynamite. <laughs> true. Yeah. He's the A-plus on Instagram Live but yep. or Instagram stories for AW. His energy level is awesome in the ring. He sold very well. I really love the little part where he grabbed the ref's arm and stopped him from ringing the bell. And he's like, I'm going to continue this fight. I'm going to continue this fight after taking two punches to the gut, bleeding from the mouth. Um, but I absolutely loved what I saw from Agogo, the factory. You know, he didn't do much, but what he did was powerful, mm -hmm. you know, and it was what you need and need in a star, what you need in an absolute badass, what you need in the factory continuing to push them being and you know a go go responded to us on twitter we had a nice interaction with him and qt like it was a, a very thoughtful response and mm -hmm. you know kind of pulled back the curtain how qt was how much he was there for him especially during all the COVID stuff so uh check our twitter if you haven't seen it the response from uh a uh, go go on it but yeah this this was great man a go go i am huge fan you know huge fan of a go go and i know you are a qt marshall fan so we all are but yeah, I, I've been digging the factory from the get-go. Um, you know, I'm glad to hear you kind of, like, you yeah. talking up Ogogo. I think that the dude has, has emerged as a very genuine – He like, the dude is he, – he is who he is, and he doesn't apologize for it. And I, th and I like that about him. Um, you know, he on, – on social media, he comes off as a very intelligent, thoughtful um, – nah. Just a, like a very – deep person honestly i, I don't know mm -hmm. how else to put it he comes off as, as and, he, and he's willing to share a, a side of him that i feel like not a lot of pro athletes do i i respect that a lot his yep. interactions with the fans and things like that he just comes off as just a, a very thoughtful person mm -hmm. um and you combine an intelligent guy like that with a guy who can then do what he could do in the ring like physically Oof. You have something, bro. I mean, you absolutely you have something there that we saw very early on, man. Like from from the beginning, um, a go go has that that it factor, and 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 it's very yes. important when you look at it on an international scale that the AW can tap into marketplaces outside of the U.S. And I think that mm -hmm. what they're you know, I, although I feel like this U U.S. U.K. thing is very unneeded, very unnecessary in the landscape of the feud. Personally, True. 
I feel like um, the factory versus the nightmare family was a gr- was a feud that had enough fire to it that didn't right. need all this noise about patriot patriotism and nationalism and I think more than anything it's just divided the fan base um, and, and it's made people turn on Cody a little bit that you know because I know it's a very vo- in vogue thing to hate on your own country in, in America but um, we're not like that here um, but I, I think that I'll we'll say seen, that for another time I've seen that a lot I've seen that a lot. <laughs> On, on social media i just think True. that like the uk versus usa thing wasn't really needed um right. i think that the feud between the nightmare family and the factory had a lot of juice to it and i so i i'm hoping that what happens at double or nothing qt my man qt marshall uh gets involved in some way shape or form and kind of yep. re- refocuses this feud again yes. on the very personal side of things where as Anthony pointed out in his in his in our conversation with him, you know, this is a personal thing for the factory. Um, yeah. You know, Cody gets all the love as this like great guy and the leader of the night of the, of the like the training facility down there and all right. this stuff. But Anthony really talked a lot about how QT is the coach. He's the guy who, through thick and thin, through travel restrictions and all these things, mm-hmm. he was the one who was checking in on him. He was the one who was making sure that that Anthony knew, like, hey man, you're a star. We 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 know that once you get through this stuff, you're gonna have a place here. Um, and I feel like that family dynamic of like of the factory and like them breaking away, that will be the focus coming out of double or nothing. That said, right. man, Anthony Agogo, dude, like the beating that he gave to Austin Gunn tonight, leaving that that kid bloody. And and just defeated on the in oh, the yeah. middle of the ring. I have a feeling that that's going to be a visual that we see a lot going forward in Anthony Agogo matches. This dude is the type of guy that is going to to leave a a, a, a trail of just a beatings in his path. I don't I don't see him losing to Cody a double or nothing, bro. I I, I know that that's maybe a spoiler for our pre-show, <laughs> but I just see that the way that like that this guy is trending. They have something with Anthony Agogo. They have a, a potential breakout superstar, and we know what Cody. Right. We know Cody. We know that that dude is more than willing to to use his spot um, to elevate other other talent. They, they they this is a huge opportunity. I I really I mean I'm firmly on the factory side. I've been so I even had the bowling shirt to prove it. I'll bust it out. I'll be rooting this Friday. For, bring it out this I'll Friday, be, bro. I'll be rooting for the for the for QT Marshall and his crew. Um, Ogogo is going to win. Period. I mean, he. I mean, he. Cody will put him over. He's he's got too much of a, a good star and a good story with the Gogo to not get a push out of that. And uh, you know, it's essentially kind of trading wins. You know, Cody put down QT, their leader. Now Ogogo is going to be like the the beast that can be unstoppable of the factory. So I, I think that this is. What's great, you know, it's, it's it's booking like yeah, booked as a monster, which is perfect, exactly a perfect what you said, and I completely agree. So Cody's going to get put down, he's going to get knocked out, he's going to get dragged out, going to be left there, and and it's going to be great, a good push for the factory for sure, man. The visual of of a go go standing tall over a bloody Cody, I don't know, man, that could be that could be something. Um, I hope. I mean, if you really want to get some massive, massive heat, you do something bad with the flag. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that Cody was quick to grab it before it touched the ground. Obviously, you do never want to disrespect the flag by putting that on the ground. 
but maybe he does something really disrespectful and he would get some massive heat out of that. So uh, I'm not for defacing a flag ever, mm. you know, America pride for sure, you know, in the country, but I think that is something you could uh, incorporate but I don't know how low you want to go. Gogo's been leaning. Gogo's <laughs> been leaning into that quite a bit in his promos, and I know like yeah. Cody's Cody's promo got a lot of attention with like his patriotism about the states. But like people who are paying attention to what Gogo's been talking about since, since his debut, the, they see. I mean, he's been talking about like this country is crap. I'm only here to make money. I mean, like all the stuff that I mean, he's been really yeah. leaning into his like like. Uh, and in, in, in typical UK fashion, right. I, I work for I work for a guy who is a Brit, and they they like they just kind of have that natural like they they were the first empire of the world you know, type of thing. They think that they're like that, that the world didn't exist before the UK empire type of thing, and they like they just kind of have that that kind of the, the the royal hierarchy thing with the king and the queen and all that. They just kind of they it's just a natural part of being a Brit, and I don't think that's a bad thing. They know that that like they know their country's right. awesome. They know that right. like. You know that they, they've like they really like ushered in a whole new era to the Western world. So, no, I, I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's very interesting. I think that there's going to be, I, I don't I think that they're already showing they're leaning into that SPD. There there's they're not going to pull the 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 foot off the gas at this point. Anthony Agogo is going to be doing something. He's going to do something that is going to be uh, get him some heat for sure. And speaking of countries, I mean, we talked we we heard from. Excuse my language. The Bulgarian bitch, as the murder hawk <laughs> monster said. But no, the new TNT champion, uh, Miro, which we are all for, absolutely loved the way this panned out. This guy is an absolute monster. He cut a pure fire promo, man. Everyone was just on point. Tonight nice show on was bike. awesome, man. Um, I mean, it. like I said, Ethan Page did the best. But the more I'm thinking about each one, like, you know, Jericho, you know, MJF, Miro, Lance, like, gosh, man, full of just polished fire promos on the night. And Miro, man, this is, you know, we, we saw the announcement a few days ago, Miro versus uh, Lance, the Murdoch Lance Archer, which is like a dynamite download, almost dream matchup. That's what and I was saying. That's it got Bonds' favorite versus yours. Battle, like, that's going to be. Battle of the, the monsters for sure. Oof. I am I am all I love Miro, but I am 100% a Murderhawk man, Murderhawk madness, uh, all the way. Uh, so, like I said on our show last week, I didn't want this rushed, I don't want the Murderhawk and Miro rushed. So, like, for either one to take a clean loss like this soon is like, oh man, it's gonna be tough, but you know, it's gonna be an absolute amazing match, amazing physical match, and just like. Yep. Talk about two pure A plus stars in the industry mm. in AEW going head to head: the Murderhawk Monster and Miro, the Bulgarian. You know, so uh, oh, I'm excited for it, but I just don't want any any steam loss for for either guy right now. That's the hard part. I think that all of us recognize that you know this is going to be a this is a tough one to book right because like it almost feels like they're booked in a corner you know like right. we, we we desperately want to see this match don't get us wrong like of course see, seeing the murder hawk and 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 miro go head to head that's a dream come true man that's two is it ever athletic big men right i mean like that i like i was talking about on twitter man there's no way like jr is going to be so fun to listen to as, as like <laughs> commentating this match because 
there's nothing better that JR loves than a, than an athletic big hoss battle, dude. Like, so these two, this is going to be a war. These two are going to go at each other. They're going to tear each other up. It's so hard to see who loses this one, right? Like Miro, he, he can't he, lose. He, Miro can't lose, right? And then like in Murderhawk, like I feel like Lance even acknowledged his history in his promo tonight. You know, like he came up, he came up short in his last like conquest for the TNT title against Cody. It's like, do you have Lance come up short again? I feel like we all hear, especially Dynamite Download, but like I see it, I see it on social. Like the Murderhawk, the fans want to see Lance with the with a belt. Like he deserves a run, especially with where he's at. Murderhawk deserves it all, man. He's he, the guy is like doing everything that you could have asked for. I mean, you rewind the clock to January this year. You see some of those like with those those matches with Ray Phoenix and like Eddie Kinks, like that that whole dynamic was absolutely amazing. And and Lance Archer, what that guy can do in the ring is second to none. I mean, he's a big right. big dude who can do backflip off the top uh, off the top rope and who could choke slam you through the ring. Um, <laughs> we love it. And I thought it was interesting tonight. Like Miro was saying his prayers and things like that. And like yeah, that one of the funny. things that I love about Lance Archer's promos is how he like always leans into his faith and like he he'll talk right. a lot about you know the, he'll bring like the, the hellfire and brimstone like the revelation style promos like you listen to some of his stuff man like he's he's definitely leaning into that so I think that these two guys had a and their promo battle tonight was awesome I felt like both guys who are not necessarily known for being promo guys both had great promos. They both cut promos on Fantastic each other. Fantastic promos. Miro had some funny lines with Jake, Jake the Snake, and you know, putting him, you know, the putting yogurt. him down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like there was some good stuff tonight between these two guys. I, I feel like maybe, maybe this is isn't just a one-off match between these two. Maybe this is something that is is building to an overarching feud between these guys because I feel like. This is a feud. This is a feud that could ha- make money, man. This is a. These are two big fellows that would be a lot of the fun. The main event feud that can main event any show, any pay per view, period. And I think there's just not enough build to it. And I think with a, a card so stacked as, as Double or Nothing is right now, it's almost a mistake to rush this. Uh, but obviously, we, we can fantasy book this. And but the greater picture, they see something more than we do because behind the scenes, this would be kind of like an exception where it, I feel like. They just beat each other so much. It's almost just like a—I hate to even say it, like a double countout or you, something. You you hate your you hate like the the time the You hate the non-finish. A non-finish I, finish would work with this. This is where I would actually support it, so we can further the feud. You know, a, a quick a, a win or a clean finish almost uh, doesn't preserve the feud as much as a non-finish. Yeah, so, I, I agree. I hear you. Um, and, this is the there, place I would support it. Yeah, and there could be something to do with like Jake in this match too. Like, just listening to the promos and the way that Miro like said, you know, Jake gets close to me, you know, I'm gonna put him down. That type of stuff. Like, that there could be something that, to do with that because there's been a sure. lot of, you know, I know that the, like there's been a lot of small clues along the way of like maybe some distrust or some like like not necessarily being harmonious between Jake and, and the murder Hawk. There's been some like, like with the sting stuff, you know, I feel like Lance has challenged Jake a little bit more and pushed, push back on Jake a little bit more 
since the advice he received from Sting. So I don't know. Maybe there's something. Maybe maybe Miro gets his hands on Jake, and that causes the you know Murderhawk to go off. Maybe there's a disqualification. Something like who knows? But I'm with you. I think that like this is one of those matches that quickly came on the landscape, quickly got booked. I'm we're, we're all very excited to see it. But right. My initial reaction was, man, let this thing simmer, guys. Let it simmer, simmer. You gotta let this simmer baby simmer. Simmer you gotta let this thing stew for a little while. This is such one of those matches where I know SPD. You talk about it. This could be a main event type of feud, right? This is these right. are two absolute powerhouses that are I think are going to put on a clinic. They're going to be throwing each other. I can't wait to see like Miro. We the, the visual we saw of him dominating Darby like he did, and then now we got the announcement that he's going to go against Dante Martin of Top Flight. Yeah. You know, you're putting Miro in these situations where he's literally just going to massacre the person he's against, just tossing them around, like treating them like like they're like, right. like a sack of potatoes, right? Just tossing them like they're nothing. Yeah, R.I.P. When he, Dante. When he goes head to head with the Murder Hawk, a guy who's like six eight and you know athletic as as it gets like it's just gonna be uh, the the uh, like just two absolute freight trains going at each other and I, i'm gonna be curious to see how that cha- changes their styles in the <clears throat> ring and how they right. interact with each other i think it's gonna be a lot of fun yes i agree man this is a pure pure gold uh feud like we said main event and speaking of main event let's talk about the main event as we close things out here episode 35 mm. we'll talk about the main event our top performers, and then give you a little preview for Friday Night Flights and Fights. But Young Bucks, with their danglies, with their Diors that are no longer the theirs feathers. because they are gone. You know, Eddie Kingston has stolen the shoes, Mox, to get themselves a new $10,000 pair of shoes right there. Young Bucks versus, Bucks versus the number one ranked Varsity Blondes, uh, which I'm still growing my hair out to join, be, be the trios with them. Um, we had the privilege to interview Griff Garrison, uh, a few months back. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Great interview. Great guy. Really, you know, uh, excited. Has shared the ring with so many top performers. I mean, everyone you can imagine that you'd ever dream of sharing the ring with in AEW, he's done it true, in this dude. short amount of time of uh, being in AEW. But Young Bucks, uh, we were texting back and forth, like, what was going to be the main event? And honestly, I didn't think this would have been the main event, but it makes sense overall in the picture to close it out with – the nasty heel dangly young bucks. Uh, thankfully, we didn't see the Good Brothers and uh, Eddie Kingston and Moxley really setting up a match we knew was coming, but wasn't officially announced till tonight. The tag team title match at Double or Nothing. Um, but you know, Griff Garrison looked great tonight. The the Varsity Blondes are coming together as a, an awesome team. Garrison splashes and spears and over the you know the the whole first part of the match was such high energy and they really gelled great together. These these four guys, these two teams worked very well together, mm-hmm. and you can tell the comfort level of the newly formed, relatively newly formed Varsity Blondes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their gimmick is great. We talked about an interview of you know getting uh, Varsity jackets, and finally it's nice to see them. Um, so this this match was main event worthy for sure. Uh, obviously, we know Young Bucks aren't losing the titles for a while, uh, potentially double or nothing. We don't know. But uh, this was uh, high energy, what we wanted, good storytelling, what we love. And Young Bucks, Lane knocked out barefoot 
uh, left us all smiling as it went off the air. That's like <laughs> the end. The end with Kingston stealing those Dior's is so freaking funny. Oh. Um, you know, I I I love what you said there about like you know the way that this one emerged with the with Griff Garrison and I think Brian Pillman both like looking fantastic in this match, and I think that goes with a lot of credit to the Bucks. These guys consistently through their run have given a lot of teams opportunities yeah. to get shine. And, you know, this had to be a moment where Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison were pinching themselves. They're like, just like what an opportunity to main event go again for the tag titles, go against the young bucks guys mm-hmm. that they admire. Um, absolutely incredible um, way that both these guys looked awesome. Griff's Griff's, I know he talked a lot about it in his interview with us about he's practicing the, the, the like his his leaping, um, and man, did he ever get the, some ups when he jumped over the top rope? He, he he looked fantastic in this match. Yeah, man. Even going early on, I gotta say Brian Pillman, his promo that that he cut Garrison and Brian, their promo that they cut earlier on in the match uh, or earlier on in the show. Was was on point. You could tell there was some genuine emotion. It, it, it just hit all the right notes. Um, you know, I felt like Brian carried that one in a lot of ways. I was really impressed by the way he like he how mature he came off in that one, and just like how how that he set the t- the, the stage for the main event. Um, the look that the Varsity Blondes have right now, you and I have talked about it. We love what they're doing right now. The matching gear, the jackets are a nice touch, really put them over the edge, over the top as far as kind of feeling like a cohesive team. Um, but, I, again, I feel like the Bucks, week in, week out, they're always, they always find a way, put on fantastic matches. These guys, are, they continue to set the bar. Um, and in this one, they, they allowed a young team, an up-and-coming team like the Varsity mm-hmm. Blondes, to look fantastic. Now, the way that they're winning right now with like their dirty tactics and the cold spray in the face and stuff like that, controversial, right? I mean, like definitely they're definitely leaning into a lot of these heel tactics and they're definitely um, playing into the, that that heel vibe and like it's easy to start it's easy to hate the Bucks right now. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Even as a tag team fanboy and a fan of theirs, man, they, they are really leaning into ev- all – they're hitting all the right notes as far as being this detestable tag team, whether it's how stupid they look with their gear every week. Um, they're, they're incredibly, like, um, over-the-top cheating and, and heel tactics in the matches themselves. You want to see them get their comeuppance. Uh, and, and having a, them go against, like, a violent – like badass team like Moxley and Kingston is going to be an mm-hmm. interesting way. Like, cause we've seen so much of the, the bucks run right now has been them like leaning into this showmanship and uh, kind of over the top, like almost like toying with their opponents, like bragging throughout the matches, being very like, <sighs> you know, nonchalant about taking these matches seriously over the That's, top. Yeah. Faking yeah. overly. Yeah. That's gonna change. Tripping and, the, and weird, yeah, double or nothing. Good. Like they, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna be tested. When you go against Moxley and Kingston, the jokes end. So it's gonna be a really interesting match, and, and I think it's gonna be like a, a very, like a, a clash of are like the Bucks are gonna have their backs to the wall. Are they gonna like what are they gonna do to come out on top on that one? I'm very intrigued by it. Um, <laughs> that said, man, like. Varsity Blondes, um, you know where they go from here. It's going to be, you know, clearly they 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 showed out in the main event. They, I think that these guys, 
these young kids got a lot, a lot like on the line in the future, man. These guys have a bright future ahead of them for sure. Could definitely see them as future tag team champs down the road. Oh, dude, for sure. I mean, it's it's fun to see. Uh, and and Eddie Kingston is going to be a, a rich man very soon with these with these kicks in there right there. So, <laughs> yes. Thank absolutely. you for sending that, Sharonica. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as we were wrap things up. Um, you know, our top performers, let us know in the chat who your top performer is. Uh, Crayfish doesn't know mine, but no. my top performer of the night was uh, Anthony Agogo. I'm sure you could tell by the way I was talking about him. Wow. But, you, know, my, just, you know, obviously he, he didn't have the best wrestling match, but he looked the, the best to me, like just in developing his character, developing his presence, developing his monsterness. Um, so that is... Um, uh, SPD's top performer, Anthony Agogo, the governor, who's going to put down Cody Rhodes at double or nothing. That is SPD's pick. Uh, and, and I think the sky is the absolute limit with him and the factory. All for it, man. And do not send a fist our way. <laughs> I love the pick. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned it. Nailed his character work tonight and yep. came out looking like a million bucks. For me – it was without a doubt. I thought I felt like Deeb and, and Velvet had the match of the night. Um, I thought that those two absolutely tore the house down. Um, I was I I am such a fan of of Serena Deeb's in ring work. Right. Um, I I think that she's second to none. I I, I honestly like, yeah. I there's so to me um, it was such a nice it was so nice to see her back. Um, sure. I, I've missed Serena Deeb a lot, and I think the, the she's a huge part of. What you know, women's wrestling, the, the landscape of women's wrestling right now. I think that Deeb is is as good as it yeah. gets. So, um, big fan of what she did tonight. Think that she, you know, I'm I'm intrigued to see how AEW utilizes her moving forward. Um, NWA certainly has a, 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 a absolutely phenomenal champion on their yeah. hands. Oh, of course, and you know she's a great addition to the division, and we can't wait for that. So, um, speaking of. In two short days, Friday Night Flights is back with the trios, the the Dynamite Download Squad. We can't wait to talk to you. We're going to talk about uh, – we'll break down next week's fr special Friday Dynamite. We'll talk about our week ahead of a busy weekend of uh, some shows we're doing, our Double or Nothing preview show. It won't be a preview show this Friday, but sometime next week we're going to do a nice preview show. Uh, like I said earlier, we'll we'll, pat, we'll uh, get your guys' feedback, put them, put the screens on the – put your guys' picks on the screens as well when we go through the cards. That will be some fun. And um, head into the weekend this Friday. You know, make sure you grab some cold ones. Join us with some questions. We want to want to answer your questions. You can send us some DMs, or we'll put them on Twitter. And we'll answer all your questions. We got a few topics, but we want this to really be a good interactive weekend Friday night. Um, so please send us topics to discuss. We really want to dive in. Yeah. And and thank you guys uh, so much for the support. As always, we love uh, hearing seeing you guys chat in the chat room. Uh, we love interacting with you guys online and all the support you guys give us every single day. Keeps us going. We appreciate it. And we'll see you all Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Crayfish, Booking by Bonds, and SPD. Sponsored by Pubic Hair Removal, Gillette Venus. <laughs> <laughs>